0: This episode was brought to you by KeepOnSharing.com. They're calling themselves the first truly ethical social network. They'll share back 50% of their revenue with their users, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's free to register and they never sell your information. You can list your products, events, and content for free. Adult content accounts, be gone. They're fun, positive, and encouraging sites supporting local business. In a day and age where social media sites, even well-established ones, are being brought to light left and right for their questionable and sometimes downright archaic business practices, KeepOnSharing.com is a well-needed breath of fresh air. While you can share personal content, news articles, or just about anything for fun and profit, the marketplace allows practically anyone to sell anything at any time from anywhere. But on this site, you are the boss. I cannot express how amazing it is that keeponsharing.com shares 50% of all revenue back with the users on top of having a truly transparent, supportive, and clean business model. Check them out. I'm signing up. Will you? Go ahead and meet me on there. Just go to keeponsharing.com. A link will be provided in this episode's description. Did you know- from our old compadres down at UPI. Police say a hand found in the New York City woods belonged to a woman buried in nearby cemetery. How does this happen? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. March 11th, a human hand... Spotted by a dog walker this week in a wooded area of New York City's Staten Island, belonged to a woman who was buried at a nearby cemetery. Police say police announced they have solved the mystery of the hand, which was spotted by a dog walker in the North Mount Loretto State Forest on Thursday. The Resident noticed that the hand noticed the hand. When his dog started sniffing the ground in the area, he contacted police who deployed cadaver dogs to search the forest but were unable to find any other human remains. Using fingerprint analysis, the hand was identified as belonging to a woman who died in 2011 at the age of 63 and was buried at Staten Island's Resurrection Cemetery, police say. That's a shitty name for a cemetery. <laughs> Resurrection is the exact opposite thing that happens in a cemetery. i mean, talk about giving people some false hope. Anyway, I'm just saying. According to an NYPD spokesperson, authorities believe the hand was somehow separated from the woman's body when the gravesite along hers was excavated for reburial on February 27th. How? How? How do you detach a hand from a body when you're excavating another plot? Um, you know what I mean? Like uh, the, 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 That doesn't make any sense to me. The hole, what you gotta dig, right, is very clearly defined. She died in 2011. It's not like you're digging up a pauper's grave that was made back in the 1700s. She was in a casket, yes? So how the hell does a hand become separated? Nobody's questioning this. Am I just digging too deep into it here? Am I being too analytic? My God, yeah, that means you had what had to accidentally break into the casket, lop off the hand, and it somehow made its way... You know, all the way up, and no one noticing. Sounds like someone's trying to cover their ass to me. Police are not sure how the hand arrived in the woods from the cemetery, which is located a mile <laughs> from where the hand was discovered, by the way. It's a mystery. Hi, kids. Welcome back to No Disclosure. This podcast is brought to you by Spotify and Prevail Guitar Works, as well as Distro Kid. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's happening in the world, and based... Like, fine, expensive turkeys in the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. So what else we got? Well, and some rather kooky news. It's all kooky news. What am I saying? It's from The Guardian. An Arizona family discovers a bobcat has taken over their dog's bed. (laughs) (laughs) Owner, Bobcats got to sleep too, damn it. They need comfort. Owner finds unruly visitor in place of Chihuahua, Dotson, Squeakers, what? Owner finds unruly visitor in place of Chihuahua, Dotson, Squeakers, who narrowly survived encounter with a big-ass fucking cat. At first, Nikola Zugogovo thought the creature curled up in his dog, Squeakers. Oh, the Squeaker, okay. Squeaker is the dog's name. All right. I was thinking of some weird-ass kind of breed. Is that what happens when you mix a Chihuahua and a Dotson? I would just call it uh, a Mexi-Dog or something. I said, Fuzzerhead, what are you doing in Squeaker's bed? Okay, this is stupid. (laughs) The names for the animals is as dumb as the article itself. They lost and found their beloved pup Squeaker's 10-year-old Chihuahua, Dotson Mix. That's weird. (laughs) After discovering... They've been mauled by the bobcat who stole his throne. They raised enough money for surgeries to restore him to health. So not only did the bobcat steal his bed, the you know, the doggy bed, and just took the shit over, uh. mauled the dogs too while he was at it. What an asshole. I think if we're going to learn anything from this article here, this is the reason why I read it. If you've noticed, I don't read a lot of the 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 like the, the funny animal stories. You know, usually I don't read them. They're just not silly enough for me. Humans are weirder. I know animals do some silly stuff, but I like reading stuff about humans, especially people in fucking Florida. Dumb criminals, heists that weren't thought through, weird people. You know what I mean? I don't usually do animal stories. It's just kind of fish in a barrel for me. But this one, I thought that I would read this because I could educate you guys a little bit. You know what I mean? I could finally prove that wildcats are assholes. I always knew this. But the one (laughs) going and sneaking into the dog's bed, me like, "This your doggy bed? Cool. Not anymore. I told you, I've always said, cats are assholes. Now we have proof. We learned something today. What a stupid article. I shouldn't have even read that at all. ESPN. Tampa, Florida woman. Tampa, Florida woman. They said that weird. They needed to put a comma there because the way it reads is Tampa, Florida woman. No, it goes Tampa, Florida woman or Tampa, Florida woman. Okay, whatever. Makes $300 an hour as a topless maid. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, It's nice to know that some humans are still have no shame in being human. That's awesome. got to respect the hustle. There's just some things that never go out of style. Just another example. Of the gig economy, right? But rather than deliver food or drive people around, Sammy, a Tampa, Florida woman has discovered her talent. Naturally, being a beautiful woman, having an entrepreneurial mind, and being in Florida, she decides, hey, let's do something naked. Because, yeah, I'm a beautiful woman, got an entrepreneurial mindset, kind of a free spirit. And, as we learn on this show, Floridians kind of do everything fucking naked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's a topless maid yes now before you jump into this career path i want you to know it's always good to know what to expect right i mean sammy breaks it down in a video you gotta watch it Ron's on instagram five houses in one day listen to this three hundred dollars an hour plus tips it's the tips i'm not sure i understand i mean some of the tips are more than her hourly rate she must be really fucking good at cleaning houses <laughs> To make sure nothing goes wrong, she employs a security guard who waits outside in the car. Isn't that kind of to defeat the purpose? You're in some creep's house. You have no idea who this person is. You got your chesticles hanging out, and you're wearing a little French maid outfit, whatever, and you have the security guard wait out in the car. If something happens, shit, I mean, there's a communication break there. I know you probably got a walkie-talkie or whatever, but shouldn't he be, like, in your presence or, you know, just kind of... Within eyesight of you, you're kind of defeating the purpose of hiring a bodyguard. That's not smart. It doesn't make any sense to me. Daily take of one thousand four hundred and thirty dollars. Check out the video; it's crazy. Oh my god! It shows a picture of her in the maid's outfit. Whoa, <laughs> that's a different looking chick than what's on the Instagram video. Man, whoo. Where where's this at? Florida? <laughs> uh, how how. How far out is her radius that she works? <laughs> the amount of money. <laughs> she's rocking that French made outfit, boy. The amount of money she's pulling in. Five hours is staggering. Hourly rate aside. She'd be making a solid wage working for just the tip. Oh, get it? That's a double entendre. What about the hired muscle? How do I get that job? 35% of the take. Well, who, who wants that fucking job? He has to wait out in the car. What a lame-ass job that is. Who's going to apply for that? Being bodyguard for a topless maid was sweet. (laughs) I'm in. How much do I get paid? Well, you got to wait in the car. Okay, never mind. You're going to have to find somebody else. (laughs) That's a lot of hustles out there. This one's a lot better than all these idiots reselling Girl Scout cookies online. You hear about that? Yeah, that's a thing. And the $300 to be a topless maid is actually a fair rate when you think about it. I mean, you could spend that much in an hour at a strip joint. And with this Tampa, Florida woman, you get your fucking house cleaned on top of that. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? That's awesome. I am happy about this. That kind of made my day. And other news. I dig this. I dig this. This is from Ars Technica. Sales of vinyl albums, okay? We know that they're making a comeback. So much so that I I, I know it sounds pretentious when people talk about it and they sound new agey and weird. But I'm gonna be 40 years old this year. I grew up with fucking vinyl records. You know what I mean? I didn't start really buying CDs until I was like 16. I, I I was made in the 80s, man. When I was born, Thriller would just hit the fucking radio. 1983. I grew up with this stuff. I just started collecting vinyl again, and I think it's cool. I'm not one of those who laughs at people saying, well, it connects you to the music and it has a spiritual thing to it. I actually really fucking get that. I do. The art is big, you know? It's something that you could hang on your wall. It's actual real fucking art. It's just this older technology, depending on the record player you have... I think they could sound just as good, if not better, than CDs because, uh, listen here, listen, I'm an audio engineer, okay? I know what I'm fucking talking about. If you have a really decent setup and some nicely not lathed, I mean pressed vinyl, the real deal, then a lot of these older albums, even a lot of newer ones coming out, Jack White, yeah, I'm going to mention you, even a lot of newer albums coming out, Billy Corgan, same thing, they're... You know, a lot of the albums back in the day, they were mixed to be heard on vinyl. It's just an amazing sound. Yeah, it's it's tangible thing that you put down, and it, there's just ritual to it. I You really do. I'm not going to sound pretentious. They're, they're telling the truth. You're more connected to it. Uh, anyway, back to it. I started collecting vinyl again for the same reason. I just, I fucking... Miss it. Uh, Yeah, I still use my streaming services and it's super convenient now and all that stuff. Yeah, I hook up Spotify in my car and all that shit. YouTube, music and all that. Yeah, I use all of it. But man, I just sometimes I just love to sit back and chill with my fucking favorite records, dude. Sales of vinyl albums overtook CDs for the first time since the late 80s. There's been rumors that this might happen soon, that there might be an uptick. We don't know if it's going to die off. We don't know if it's just a fad. Looks like it's here to fucking stay. Streaming still accounts for 84% of music revenue, but vinyl's really coming back, (laughs) and the results are fucking in. Sales of vinyl records have been on the rise for years, but according to the RIAA's 22-year-end revenue report for the music industry, record sales hit a new high last year. For the first fucking time since 1987, unit sales of vinyl albums outpaced those of CDs, vindicating all the people who have spent decades of their lives talking about how vinyl just sounds better. I agree. In some cases, it does. There's some factors there, though. Like I said... The album had to have been mixed and mastered for vinyl. You need a pretty damn good setup. Me, I just have one of those little Crosley jobs. The needles that come with it fucking suck. So I had to go you know, buy the nice, like, I got ruby-tipped ones. I don't like the diamond-tipped ones. They sound a little wooly to me. But yeah, they can sound just as good. Although vinyl unit sales only pass, surpassed CDs last year, revenue from vinyl records has been higher for revenue than CDs for a while. In 2022, the RIAA says that vinyl albums earned $1.2 billion compared to $483 million for CDs. Isn't that fucking crazy? The growth in vinyl, which was more than enough to offset a drop in CD revenue, helping overall physical media revenue climb 4% over 2021, which is way over 2020. This is nuts. Yeah, the vast majority is still streaming services. Vast majority. We're talking 84%. There's just something appealing about the tactility of physical objects in an age where media is increasingly, you know, so widely available. One-click button digital. Yeah, there's also a retro tech element to vinyl resurgence, right? 2000 digital point-and-shoot cameras are currently popular with high schoolers and college students. Yeah, they're coming back, too, who grew up with smartphones. These young kids are wanting to know what this shit is all about. They want to become, you know, more connected to the tactileness of it. You know, I just, yeah, I I, I think it's great. I think it's really fucking cool. And Vinyl, I hope you just keep kicking ass, because uh, there's still a few records that I want to buy and if vinyl keeps doing well that justifies you know to these record companies that they need to release re-release a lot of these fucking albums that i'm looking for so <laughs> keep it up vinyl because i really don't feel like buying original presses of some of these kind of obscure records it's pretty pretty neat though uh what is this nasa is monitoring an asteroid that could collide with earth on valentine's day 2046 let me do a little bit of math here i'm interested in something okay i'll be 63 years old i may not live till then the shit that i've done to my body but it may happen nasa we've learned this before You guys need to be very, very careful saying this kind of shit. You know what kind of wackos are out there. Look what happened with the 2012 shit. And Remember that psycho doctor guy who convinced all these people that the world's going to end? They end up killing themselves. There's always going to be a fucking Marshall Applewhite out there. Yeah, I do think you should tell people about this kind of stuff. But you need to be really careful about that shit. Yeah, it's a thing. Out of the millions of asteroids in our solar system, there's a very small fraction known to potentially impact Earth, right? But scientists found a new one just two weeks ago that so far seems to pose one of the greatest risks of them all. They say that every time. The asteroid known as 2023DW was only first discovered on February 26th, according to the European Space Agency, which now been added to the agency's risk list, a catalog of space objects that can potentially have some kind of impact on Earth. And because, listen to me, because of what scientists have so far seen, it's ranking on the list currently... At number one, yeah. But don't worry. That doesn't mean catastrophic damage is imminent. NASA doesn't fucking tell you this. I don't know why they tell you this. They seem to like it when people fucking panic. Now listen to me, okay? I'm no fucking scientist, but I am I got some goddamn common sense. 2023 DW is a Torino scale ranking of one, right? I looked it up. Meaning that it's currently predicted to pose no unusual level of danger according to this scale. Researchers believe that it has about a 50-meter diameter, about the size of an Olympic-sized swimming pool. But that size uncertainty could be huge, and that goes both ways. Could be bigger, could be quite a bit smaller. Chance of collision? If you look it up yourself, extremely unlikely. No cause for public attention or concern. 1,448 asteroids on the risk level have a scale ranking of zero, and it goes higher than that. This is just a one. (laughs) This thing... Still, though, when you look at the odds, when you look at just the odds, it's a little scary. The asteroid has a one in 607 chance of impacting Earth. That's not very comforting because <laughs> we're in the hundreds here. That's kind of scary. The soonest it could impact Earth isn't for more than two decades but it's predicted that 2023 DW could impact the planet on fucking Valentine's Day 2046. Wouldn't that be the shit? (laughs) Wouldn't that be some shit? What a hell of a way for... What a hell of a day for the world to fucking end. Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, honey. We're fucking screwed. (laughs) The end of the human race. Really, God does have a sense of humor. But yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. Looks like a giant potato. Most asteroids, you say to yourself, yeah, they do look like giant potatoes, but this one is very potato-shaped. So we could get wiped out. (laughs) It's just funny to me. (laughs) We can get wiped out on Valentine's Day (laughs) by a giant fucking potato that flies right up Earth's ass, and if it hits in just the right spot, this thing could be a fucking planet killer. Isn't that the shit? Isn't that some shit on Valentine's Day? Human beings get wiped out by a giant fucking floating space potato. That's something to tell the. Well, you're not gonna have grandkids, so just keep it to yourself, I guess. (laughs) This is from The Pet Zealot. I want you to pay very close attention to this. A man's new puppy bit him and then laughed. Turns out (laughs) it's a fucking hyena. (laughs) Now he's got pictures of this thing. Are you kidding? Bully breeder sold me a hyena, he says. You couldn't tell the fucking difference between a pit bull and a hyena? Man, you almost deserve to get bit. I feel like coming over and fucking biting your ass. Some idiot posted a video on social media explaining how he bought a puppy from an American bully breeder, soon found out that it's actually a goddamn hyena. Do you know how I know it's a hyena? Because it looks like a fucking hyena! Haven't you ever seen the Lion King? Disney tried to warn you about this shit. It's gone viral with more than 3 million views. The man said he was scammed online over a puppy he alleges is a hyena. You can't tell that it's a fucking hyena. Like I said, you deserve to get fucking bit. What an idiot. If I'm selling fucking bullies, you know. And I see this fucking moron come in, be like, "Wow, this guy can't walk and chew gum." I bet I could sell this motherfucker a hyena. <laughs> I would probably say the same thing to myself. I would, <laughs> like, "Hey guys, watch this. I bet well, I bet I could pull this off. How much you bet me?" The man who goes by the username username I'm not even going to mention it on TikTok. I'm not going to give him any more fucking attention than he's already getting. Says he saw a bully breeder's advert online looking to sell an American bully puppy, and he immediately fell in love with the photo of the dog's parents. Eager to purchase a dog, the man says he put down a deposit to secure the adorable pupperino. When he finally met his new puppily, the man noticed something odd about the dog and asked the breeder if he clipped the ears or something. (laughs) You didn't mention that this dog looks remarkably similar to a fucking hyena. Furthermore, the man says the animal looked like a wombat. You fucking idiot. People are so fucking stupid. <laughs> the buyer tries to convince himself that when his puppy grows up, it's going to look like the two dogs he was shown were his parents. The new dog owner then decided to name his new best friend Nina. It said, come here, Nina. However, the buyer says, that damn dog looked at him and laughed. Well, yeah, it's a hyena. <laughs> that thing would tear your ass up. That's still a wild animal. Hyenas have not been domesticated. Have you seen what hyenas do? Even one of them? To something 10 times their size? He's wondering, what the fuck is the dog laughing for? Well, I wonder why. The man says the animal was laughing humanly. Viral video shows the man mimicking the puppy's laugh, which sounds similar to a hyena. Determined to complete the tale, the breed dismissed the buyer's concern, saying it's a bully and it will get over that phase. <laughs> And the guy who bought the dog actually believed it and went home. Are you listening to this? What am I in the fucking Twilight Zone? He said, Yeah, I understand that the dog laughed at you, but it's just a phase he's going through. And the guy went, Okay. (laughs) Just fucking, what the fuck? Where are these fucking people coming from? You got to get off TikTok, man. That shit's melting your brain. Spotted hyenas vocalizations might sound like laughing. They're not actually laughing. Yeah, we know that. Sounds like a laugh. Sounds like a fucking hyena is what it sounds like. So this guy walks back in. And the breeder's like, no, 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 no. Okay. I know he's probably figuring something out. But listen, guys. He's telling the fellas in the back, you know, (laughs) the other breeders. He's like, okay this guy's too dumb to have figured out it was a hyena. I bet I could fuck with him again. Okay, watch this. He goes, up. oh, it's just a phase that they go through. Yeah, bullies, they uh, go through this weird phase where they laugh at you and shit. He'll grow out of it. Guy goes, oh, okay, and then leaves. <laughs> I, I'm i just, I'm floored by the level of stupidity in some fucking people. I'm, I'm just amazed. You don't know what a goddamn hyena looks like? That's not a red flag to you? Like I said, you never watched the fucking Lion King? Disney tried to warn you, old boy. You fucking idiot. <laughs> You'll like this one. It's from Yahoo. Yahoo! Man accused of robbing a Utah bank for $1 is demanding to go to federal prison. Why the fuck would you want to go to federal prison? And if you really want to go to federal prison, if it's that high a fucking priority, why are you only stealing a dollar from the bank? You know, it's only a felony if you steal over a certain amount, you fucking tool. If you're gonna fucking be stupid, do it right. <laughs> What's that song? If you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough. You know, one of them things. Utah police have arrested a bank robbery suspect accused of demanding just $1 from employees and refusing to leave afterward, insisting he'd wait for authorities to arrive. You want to go to a federal penitentiary? Oh, my God. Why do I have to say this every show? You guys aren't listening. We need to make it a thing. You budding criminals out there, huh? You want to be gangsters, getting into some gangster shit? You guys better start listening to No Disclosure, all right? Like I said, I'm no master criminal, but I do have some common fucking sense. If you want to go to federal prison, commit a federal crime. You don't walk into a bank and only grab $1. It's not a felony yet, dipshit. 65-year-old Donathan, Donald, Don, Don, whoa. 65-year-old Donald Santacrofegi? Oh, damn, dude. Uh, I'm just going to call you Ducky. <laughs> I was thinking Donald Duck. I was going to call you Donald Duck. I like that. Scrooge McDuck. It's all about money, right? Robbing a bank. We'll call you Scrooge McDuck. 65-year-old Scrooge McDuck. He's fucking 65-year-old. Grown man. Doesn't know this. Allegedly entered into a Wells Fargo bank, Salt Lake City, on Monday morning and presented a note to the bank tellers that said, please pardon me for doing this, but this is a robbery. Please give me $1. Thank you. Fucking idiot. The employees complied and asked Santa or Scrooge McDuck to leave, but he refused. In a bizarre twist, he said they should call the police. Yeah, 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 yeah. He then sat down in the bank's lobby and waited for their arrival. Just waiting there. As he waited, Scrooge McDuck appeared to complain about how long it was taking for the officers to get there. Jeez. (laughs) This is what happens when a low IQ fucking Karen robs a bank. I want to go to federal prison. Here's how I'm going to do it. You guys are taking too long. I'm going to miss. Uh, I'm going to miss dinner time at county. It's meatloaf night, man. <laughs> After he made that statement, the bank branch manager ushered the employees into the back room for their safety and locked the doors. No one was injured, thank God. He gave the dollar bill to officers and said he entered the bank with the intent to rob it. No fucking shit. He committed the bank robbery, a federal crime in itself. Yeah, but if you really want to clinch it, do it fucking right, like I said. If he gets out of jail, he said he's going to rob another one and ask for more money until he's being sent to federal prison. It's not clear why he wants to go to federal prison. Never explained this. Never told anybody why he wants to go to federal prison. (sighs) Maybe federal prison is not the place he should be going. Maybe he should be going to a place with people wear a lot of white. Huh? Huh? Catch my drift here? But anyway, even though that's fucking obvious, he was booked into the Salt Lakes County Metro Jail. Felony robbery charge. They gave him his felony. He's no longer in custody as of Wednesday. It's not immediately clear if he even has a fucking lawyer. That's... Scrooge McDuck has been arrested last week by Utah Highway Patrol in Iron County for a DUI investigation and careless driving, found to be using a license that was suspended out of Missouri. This just keeps going and going. We got a real fucking winner here. I bet your mama's really proud of you. Yeah, you still got your felony, though. Is it going to be a federal charge? No idea. But, you know you' you're, you're heading in the right direction at least. Baby steps right? Is that how you're doing it? <laughs> Baby steps. okay yeah you're taking the uh, Richard Dreyfus <laughs> approach. <laughs> Did you guys hear about this? This one freaked me out. I don't know if you saw this on Facebook or anything. It's been everywhere. I'm grabbing this from news.com.au. 28 girls have been hospitalized with anxiety playing with a Ouija board. Whether you believe in those things or not, why would you fuck with something like that? Just don't. And for the record, if you really want to know my opinion, Ouija boards are dangerous, man. Those things open doors, let me tell you. They open fucking doors. And what comes through that door ain't up to you. And if you think you have some kind of power over that shit, whether bringing it in or making it say bye-bye and leave that door, that shit ain't up to you. That's some, that's, (laughs) even if it wasn't true, I mean, doesn't common sense tell you maybe I shouldn't fuck with this kind of thing? You know what I mean? This is crazy. This freaked me out. Yeah, nearly 30 schoolgirls have been hospitalized with anxiety attacks after allegedly playing with Ouija boards at their school. Man, don't fuck with shit like that. They're not in good spirits right now. Ooh, (laughs) ha ha. I couldn't resist, man. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was fucked up. That was fucked up. I know. I know. Nearly 30 American schoolgirls are hospitalized with anxiety attacks after allegedly playing with Ouija boards at their school in Columbia. New York Post says. Why did I grab this article from an Australian website? Anyway, they wrote it the best, okay? I'm just saying. New York Post sucks. 28 possible cases of anxiety in school students. These chicks straight up fucking passed out. Some of them having conniption fits, you know, shaking violently, uncontrollably. Pretty fucking weird. According to the outlet, alarm bells went off after the girls reportedly suffered signs of fainting, anxiety, among other symptoms. Mania? Panic? Yeah. Yeah. Subsequently admitted to a municipal hospital accompanied by parents and school faculty. Info on the student's diagnosis is yet to be released. However, many parents blame the school for the use of the Ouija boards, a Jumanji-esque pursuit that uses a... We know what a fucking Ouija board is. And don't compare it to Jumanji. (laughs) Although, if you really think about it, Jumanji was pretty fucked up. I mean, think about this shit. I didn't realize this until I was into my adulthood. You watch the movie as a kid and it's fun. It's a family-friendly thing. Oh, it's great. You know, it's lighthearted. It's cool. But, man, did you ever consider what happened to that fucking guy? He was a kid. He got sucked into a board. And what he talks about when he comes out, you know, when he's grown hearing animals eat things and being terrified, being hunted by this, like, psychopathic poacher that calls him Sunny Jim for some reason, and (laughs) you just hear, you know, being among predators and having to live out there and then going back and seeing that your parents have died and all this. It's fucking tragic. That shit that Jumanji does to your ass is fucking horrible. I mean, it's like, if you really look at it, man, that's... It's a pretty fucked up story. I, I don't know if I'd rather take my chances with a goddamn Ouija board to tell you the truth. They have become a fixture in occult lore due to their ability to communicate with the dead. It's pretty weird. Our children always have a good breakfast. Cannot be said what's happening to a cub Maybe the lack of food, which is what people are saying. That's bullshit. Community members stoking hysteria by sp- spreading unfounded rumors in the school. It's a big thing. So they think that it's some kind of uh, psychological thing, some kind of mental thing. Very well could be. Even if Ouija boards were fake. I mean, doesn't that go against every just bit of nature in you? Don't fuck with shit like that. Because what if it is real, man? What are, you, what are you inviting into your fucking home? And when you tell it bye-bye, does it have to fucking listen to you? Look it out in the world right now. People are fucking crazy. Crazy. How do you think they're going to be after they're dead? Probably going to be worse. That's (laughs) guys, Okay, listen to this. This is fucked up. This is fucked up. A Japanese housewife. This is from all K-pop. Yeah, the first article I've read from a K-pop website. My health times have changed. A Japanese housewife, 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 housewife. <laughs> I slammed my penis in a car door. Get it together, Billy. God damn it, you can't fucking talk right. A Japanese housewife loses her life savings to a man pretending to be a K-pop idol. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. <clears throat> Recently, a story of a Japanese housewife who lost all of her money because of a fake K-pop idol is garnering much attention. According to reports, the housewife spent her whole life savings on a man who pretended to be Korean And an underground K-pop idol. Okay, there's some red flags here already. (laughs) You're being contacted uh, Uh, via email, instant messaging, uh, by somebody who says that they're in an underground K-pop group. That's kind of red flag-ish anyway, don't you think? Saying I'm in an underground K-pop group? You know ridiculously popular, how huge the K pop industry is. They're not going to allow underground. <laughs> you know what I mean? And on top of that, this doesn't look like an official headshot or camera that, you know, thing that was taken on a decent camera. This looks like someone took it with a fucking potato phone. Still, pretty, you know, it's, it's pretty bad. The underground idol culture allows fans to meet closely with their beloved artists to build a strong bond with them through these meetings. Even without paying a lot of money. Fans are usually given 100 seconds. It's kind of like a cameo here, you know, where you can pay to have somebody famous do like a birthday message for you or whatever. They have stuff like that over there. But uh, (laughs) one person apparently skirted the system and got through. Sorry, my voice fucked up. Got through saying that they were some kind of a K-pop idol. And they managed to get verified on this thing. <laughs> I don't know how. I'm not going to make any jokes about how the K-pop idols all look the same, but maybe I should. <laughs> maybe. Just maybe. You guys could take a page out of size book and quit looking exactly like the other guy. You know? Have some individuality there. I'm not making fun. I'm not fucking with your industry. I'm not fucking with your culture. I love you all, as I've said. I've done ads. I did ads for BTS on the Strange Places podcast. Yeah. I talked with BTS's manager. Hell of a guy. Yes, I really have done ads for BTS. They are really interested right now in South Korea, of doing radio ads with American-sounding voices. Very popular over there. So when BTS was getting ready to do a series of concerts before they were conscripted into the military, you know, pretty big deal that's happening right now. I got to do some of the ads. My voice is being heard on South South Korean radio right now. They put my voice into syndication. Pretty cool. So that's a big thing over there. Fuck was I getting at? <laughs> well, yeah, okay, like I was saying... I treat those guys with respect. The manager of BTS, hell of a guy. Nice people. I've done ads for people in South Korea. I did one for a salt company. That's how I got hooked up with BTS, actually. It's a lot different over there. The tours, and much in America, we do that a little bit. But over there, I mean, it's really to the extreme. They get these big companies that help fund the tours and the merchandise and all that stuff. I was hooked up with BTS through a salt company pretty pretty neat stuff. So I'm not making fun, okay? But maybe a little bit of fucking individuality could prevent shit like this from happening. Because I'm not just going to say... I, mean, I wouldn't say that if this was just a one-off thing that, that occurred. This is an epidemic going over there right now. People that are... All the K-pop idols look so much fucking alike. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard for even people in Korea to tell the difference and find out if this guy is from... A T S or this chick is from Blackpink or BTS or any of these fucking groups. You know, they, they, they are having trouble telling them apart. It's becoming a problem. That that didn't work out in America, guys, I'm telling you. The ship's going to sail, and it's going to sail well, but not for very long. Yeah, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work for a while. Everybody looking the same and singing the same and doing the same thing. Have you wondered why Psy is just on this, like, you know, other level? Why he's considered, you know, a musical freaking God over there. Because he doesn't look like you. His music doesn't sound like everybody else's. He's individual. I'm, you guys, a lot of you guys are cool. But I'm telling you, we had the same problem in America back in the fucking 80s. 90s a little bit. But it was really prevalent in the 80s. There was an image, there was a style, there was a sound, there was a look. It runs for a few years, but then when it tanks, boy, it fucking tanks. Can't do that. Who's to blame for it? I have no idea. But I do think that we need to introduce a little bit more individuality. because <laughs> Apparently, this shit's getting really bad. And some of these people who are getting scammed, they can't tell the difference. That's fucked up, man. You can't do it. It's not good. I'm just saying, you know, don't listen to me. Because apparently nobody does. Especially the people like dumb criminals. I've said it so many times. If you yourself know a dumb person... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that sounds bad. If you yourself know someone who isn't particularly bright, who was IQ challenged a little bit, and you suspect maybe developing some kind of a heist, just drop no disclosure to them, okay? It's your responsibility to do so. I don't want to see anybody fuck up a heist, you know? I want them to be the best that they can be. <laughs> and I give criminal advice a lot on this show for some reason. <laughs> I'm no master criminal. I know it sounds weird. I just got some common fucking sense. Please, have your dumb friends listen to No Disclosure. (laughs) Just do it. Especially if they're planning a heist. Can we do one more? Huh? All right, let's see if we can do another one. There's that uh, Ouija board thing again. What the hell? The doctor who ate feces to unravel a disease. Oh, God. What? Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll bite. Ooh. <laughs> Today's scientific experiments must meet many safety requirements in order to be carried out. Yeah. But in the past, anything went, apparently. <laughs> Even eat poop from sick people to show that a disease was not infectious. That was precisely what a most visionary doctor, you can call him a visionary? Ooh, okay. Joseph Goldberger. <laughs> visionary is not what I would say. You couldn't figure out another way? Uh... There was no other way to figure this out. You had to eat the poop. Who do you think you are, Mozart? He went to the southern U.S. to study pellagra, a disease also known as sharecroppers? Sharecroppers? I'm going to call it crop duster's disease. (laughs) Just a few years ago, Louis Pasteur (laughs) postulated the germ theory of diseases. Sorry. With it. It was demonstrated that the diseases had apparently passed from one person to another did so because of a germ microbe that spread between them. Goldberger's task was to find that germ. However, when he saw that the first cases, the theories that was an infectious disease ceased to add up to him. So what's his next thing that he comes up with? Well, I should probably eat their poop. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. That was the only way to figure it out. Apparently, it was contagious. The sharecroppers from the same farm, they felt like flies. From the people who lived in the same house, they used to get infected up to 80%. That's that's crazy. However, for him, it had more to do with food. He did some experiments in prison in the idea, failed to convince his professional colleagues. Therefore, he chose to experiment on himself by eating doo-doo and a lot of other stuff. It began as kind of a (laughs) handburn. Later, this became a rash, you know. He started getting sick from it. Eating poop to unmask the disease. (sighs) This is so weird. He continued researching with dogs. Oh, please don't tell me he ate their poop. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I know that things got discovered in certain ways. The people who discovered radiation, who discovered that that was a thing, do you know that we can't view their notes? We can't get near their notes. We cannot touch them. For, what is it, like 40,000 years? Because the original notes that they were using when they were studying radiation for the first time, those notes are so fucking radioactive that we can't even get in the same room with them. What is it, 40,000 years, 80,000 years, something like that? It's wild. So I know, the cost of scientific discovery often makes for some pretty strange, you know, happenings. But come on, I know I'm not a doctor. If any of you are out, the, out there or in the bi- biology field or doctors or what have you, is there any better way to unravel a disease than eating d- d- shit from sick people? There's got to be another way. That's what he went to? I know it was a long time ago, but damn. Damn. Anyway, guys. <laughs> I think there might have been some ulterior motive there. know That's why I made the Mozart reference. What? I mean, some guys get off on that shit. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you know? Maybe it was one of those things. Right? Maybe he was onto to something. I don't know. We'll never know. It's one of the great mysteries of our time. Why did that one scientist just wake up one morning and be like, you know what? I'm gonna eat that fucking turd over there. I'm gonna... <laughs> There's probably better ways to find out about disease contraction and, you know, all that stuff, but... This is going to go down in the books. <laughs> I'm going to eat that fucking dirt <laughs> With some cream cheese and a smile on my face. <laughs> Okay, guys, I'm done. That's disgusting. It reminds me of that scene in Austin Powers. It's a bit nutty. (laughs) I'll catch you guys later. Make sure to go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com. For all things No Disclosure related, all the social media links are there, as well as the link to get to our Patreon account, where you can get everything from bonus episodes, giveaways at certain tiers, All kinds of stuff. Ad-free episodes. Check it out. Shout out to the patrons, by the way. The Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel. Donald Haynes, David Peterson. I appreciate all of you. The show wouldn't be around if not for you. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart. We'll see you next week, all right? Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. (laughs) That's so funny. Aliens wouldn't even think of that, right? They'll come over here like... Thousands of years after we've all blown ourselves up and find our fossilized shit, one alien's gonna suggest, hey, maybe we should eat that. We'll find out about their diseases. They'll take that alien who suggested that, and they'll take him out back and fucking execute him for coming up with something so damn stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we have our ways, man. We have our ways do you enjoy sports wrestling and entertainment how about a podcast filled with laughter and candid banter if that's the case i've got the perfect podcast for you to check out It's called the Wicked K's Podcast, and the hosts of the show are longtime best friends that went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting together and now want to bring their love of entertaining to an audience on a podcast platform. With over 50 episodes recorded already, they don't plan on going anywhere. I'm sure you're wondering what to expect. You'll hear whimsical conversations about the sports and wrestling world wild games and segments that will give you a good belly laugh, but most importantly, you will hear two New England boys that just want you to be a part of their world. If all of that sounds interesting to you, visit any podcasting platform and search The Wicked K's Podcast. Also, you can visit www.thewickedks.com. Get it? Thewickedks.com? Or take a look at their Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter platforms at The Wicked Case. I'll also provide some links in this episode's description, so have fun listening. And as they say on the show, let's get wicked.